You are listening to The Manning Show with Ewan Manning. Your number one sports podcast starts now. That's the intro. Welcome back to The Manning Show, episode two, and our daily fantasy Wednesday. So our fantasy talk on Wednesdays. Today, we are going to be looking into fantasy, get to our news and the score updates as usual. But today, we're going to get our fantasy updates. If you do have any fantasy questions or at all that you want to be answered on the Wednesdays, email me at unmanning97 at gmail.com. No capitals. It's just good to see if people want their questions to be asked. And I think that that's really, really key in terms of trying to get people's questions asked and bringing more entertainment to the show in that way. So, in terms of that, my one team went seven and seven this year. My one team went seven and seven, right? I started off 0 and four, came back, made a bunch of trades, acquired CD Lamb, Michael Pittman for a bunch of trash guys like Kelvin Ridley, Jacoby Myers, people who aren't very, very good. And I just went on a run. I went like seven and five or no I went like seven and two in my last games and I've won five straight now I'm in the championship I beat the two and three seeds as the sixth seed this is a 10-man league so top six teams make it top two teams with a bye and I'm playing the the five seed who has Mahomes Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Debo, Thielen, Deontay Johnson, Ingram, Rams defense, Jake Elliott. That's his team. My team is Jake Browning, Rashid White, Brees Hall, Michael Pittman, DK Metcalf, CD Lamb, Travis Kelsey, KCD, Harrison Bucker. I think this is a very winnable game. It's going to be tight. It's going to really come down to the wire. I'm 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 very interested to see because this is there's 70 bucks on the line and I can't afford well I've been in the final the last three years it would be nice to come out on top because it gives me quite a bit of bragging rights as most of my friends are in the league it would be nice to get the win so that's right if you got any questions you can email me humanity 97 at gmail.com it's it's tight it's gonna be a tight game I'm really excited I'll definitely update you once we do this this segment again. In terms of action for the NFL, we're going to go through the NFL schedule here in a bit when we go to the scores. There's some big games coming up. So, you know, Lions and Cowboys on the Saturday, which is interesting that I have another Saturday game. And then the Sunday nighter, you got a little Vikings-Packers uh, action. That's a good game. Chiefs play the Bengals. So those are big games for both those teams. And, you know, there's a couple other games like Dolphins-Ravens. That's a huge game in the morning. That's the big morning game. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. There's 10 morning games, 1, 2, 3 afternoon games, and a night game. 
There's one Saturday game. So every team in the NFL is in action. Obviously, now that the bye weeks are over for everyone, it gives us, you know, quite a bit of entertainment on, on the weekends, filling up our TVs with all these different games. And I'm really excited. You know, my Rams take on the Giants. That should be a win. If we win and the Seahawks lose, we're in the playoffs. So the Seahawks play the Steelers. It's not not an easy win, but, you know, I'll be interested to see how the Rams play. They need to get this win against a terrible Giants team, in fact. Terrible. They're not a good team. I would not put it that way. But the issue I'm having is that Pittman missed last week, right? So if Pittman's out... He plays at, at Sunday on Sunday at 11. I have to put in T. Higgins. T. Higgins isn't very reliable, and this, this can lose me or win me the game, right? So I'd like to go T. I have David Montgomery as another option, but right now I'm looking at T, and I'm like, you know, you've had a couple good weeks, but is this, is this guy really... Is this guy really going to be reliable for me that's the question that I'm having for him and so far it looks like he he has been reliable but in these last couple games I don't know I I I just don't know don't know how it's gonna go and I'm really hoping that Pittman's gonna play he has been practicing but he obviously went out with that brutal hit against the game last week against the Steelers on Sunday and last Sunday yeah, last Sunday against the Steelers, and, you know, it was a brutal hit, but there's obviously comments of him saying that not a good hit, but it wasn't an intent to injure, yeah, all that. So, you know, my Rams got to get a win. Fantasy team got to get a win. My other fantasy team is entirely out of it, 3-11. and 11. They, They've been out of it the entire year, lost in, 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 the, in the toilet bowl. We will take a break, and we'll get back into the news. Who's for the day? Starting off from the Toronto Blue Jays signing infielder slash outfielder slash catcher Isaiah Kinner Falefa to a two year fifteen million dollar deal coming to the Blue Jays from the Yankees. He played with the Yankees last year. Really struggled. I, I don't understand this signing at all. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. We'll get into the signing a little bit later and why. That's an issue. Some other news today. So Ian Rappenport, eight hours ago, I'm recording this at 6 o'clock on Wednesday, December 27th. Russell Wilson is sitting the final two games in the season so that they can have some financial flexibility as some of his bonuses are games played and stuff like that, maybe yards. I don't know exactly why, but there's got to be some money incentives that they want to save and then later, he's expected to be released. Russell Wilson is expected to be released later in March. So once the season is said and done for, 
the Broncos are expected to release him, which is not surprising since they have not, they had that little run where they played really well and they won six straight. But these last two weeks for them, as I'm trying to pull it up right now, they lost to the Patriots last week. Bailey Zappi threw two passing touchdowns. Russell Wilson was 25 for 37, two passing touchdowns. Not a terrible performance, but obviously if your team's not winning and losing to the Patriots and the Lions, you know, it's even though the Lions are a great team, it's you have to keep winning games. And when they now know that they're out, they're out of the race. They're not out of the race, but they don't have the depth to get in this race. They're just going to sit him. They're going to sit him and take take that money and be like, yes, sir, I'm going to keep that money for someone else. Some more news out of the Edmonton Oilers today. Dylan Holloway made the trip to California with the Oilers. He will practice the, with the team but will not play games as obviously a report came out from Mark Spector today four hours ago. So that was at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Earlier reports obviously saying he is going to return after the break, so I will not expect to see him in action as we talked about last night. So the lines were posted today. Nugent Hopkins, McDavid Hyman, that line's been buzzing. They bump McLeod up to the second line with Fogel, Dreisaitl. That's an interesting line. Kane, Ryan, Yanmark, Ernie, Hamblin, Brown. Uh, Nurse, CeCe, Ekholm, Bouchard, obviously Kulak, DeHarnay, Skinner, Pickard. So they still have Gagne out of the lineup. Holloway's just practicing. I don't know when we expect to see Gagne back. He might be back in a couple games. Obviously, they said it was a short-term injury. So we could see him back in a few games, obviously, with this break. Maybe he'll be back in the game against LA. Maybe he'll be back against... Anaheim, obviously the Oilers, playing tomorrow night against the San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Terrible Sharks, to be to be honest, to put it that way. That was the news for the day. We will take a break and be right back. The Toronto Blue Jays signing Isaiah Kinnerfalefa. As I said on the news, they are saying he's going to be a piece like Whit Merrifield. So just to come in and kind of help the team out, add some depth. He's a good base runner, apparently. He's just coming in as a depth piece, I hope. You never know. He can play third base, shortstop, catcher. So realistically... I hope Ross is not letting him play third base all time. But now this is even making even more concern for Jays fans. Not maybe not getting Cody Bellinger. Like now it looks like they haven't 
made a move yet that is substantial enough to... Their lineup is worse than it was last year. And it can't be the same lineup. We can't keep relying on Vladdy and Bo to come out and really improve because we need to make a move now. This, They are in almost the prime of their career. They're in the prime of their career, and they need some more help other, from other guys, more bats. George Springer isn't cutting it. Hopefully he has a better year this year, but he's starting to get old. He just isn't cutting it. Darton, Dalton Varsho, he's out there for defense. That's his entire purpose. Kevin Kiermaier, greatest nine-hole hitter in baseball. I'm very happy that they brought him back. Now looking at it, they need to make something else substantial happen. They're running out of time. And they missed out on Soto. Uh, they missed out on Soto and Otani already. It's just not... It's not good. They need they need to make a substantial move to their lineup. It doesn't look like a team that really is going to win with this lineup. To be honest, ever. They're not going to get out of the playoffs years. I was shocked that they made the playoffs last year. They were so up and down. It did not feel like a winning season at all as a fan. I'm going to be really interested to see what ends up happening. I'm really hoping they do make another move. Even if it's not Cody Ballinger, they need a DH, a left-handed DH, a left-handed bat. They still need a good piece. Their pitching is 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 solid. They got a great rotation, a, a solid bullpen. They need to hit the ball. It makes everything else so much easier. The pitchers aren't as stressed. Bullpen isn't having to come in at high-stress situations all the time. They need to hit the ball, and that was the issue last year. They could not hit the baseball we're gonna get to the score here so here's the score the score the scores for today and the upcoming schedules for today the nhl action tonight the blue jackets are up against the devils with two minutes left in the second period the rangers are up 3-1 against the capitals with three minutes and 23 seconds left in the second period. Panarin with two points in that game. The Panthers up 2-0 with five minutes left in the second period on the Lightning. The Panthers obviously rolling Aaron Eklad with a goal and Barkov with two assists. The Leafs are up on the Senators. Battle of Ontario with five minutes left in the second period. The Bruins are up on the Sabres. We're just getting into the second period. We have the Red Wings. Up on the Wild. The Red Wings, sorry, tied with the Wild. 1-1 with four minutes left in the first. 0-0 in the Penguins and Islanders game, just starting in the second. The Hurricanes up 1-0 against the Preds with six minutes left in the first. And the Stars and the Blues, 0-0, five minutes left in the first period. The Avalanche take on the Coyotes at seven. The Jets and the Blackhawks at seven. Kraken Flames, 7-30. Knights and Ducks 8, Sharks and Kings, a little California action there at 8 o'clock. NBA action, Bucks up 56-47, two minutes left in the second quarter. 76ers up 66-62, six minutes left in the third. Raptors beating the Wizards, not a shocker, 75-62, five minutes left in the third. Suns up on the Rockets, 25-18, one minute left in the first quarter. 
Thunder, Knicks. Just finished quarter one, 38-25 for the Thunder. The other game on tonight, 6-30. Mavs and Cavs. Tonight, 6-30, big game, both of them. Mavs 18-12, and 12, Cavs 17-13. and 13. Some college football today, Louisville and USC tied with tied 7-7 with four minutes left in the first first quarter. UNC and WVU, WVU up 30-10 with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. VT beat Tulane 41-20 today. And OKST taking on Texas State tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Some NFL schedule for later this week. The Jets and the Browns at 6.15 on Thursday. The Jets obviously out of the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. Some controversy there. 6.15, Browns, Jets. On Saturday, the Lions take on the Cowboys at 6.15. Huge game for both teams in the NFC as they're fighting for top spots. On Sunday, the Rams and the Giants at 11 a.m., the Rams looking to make their playoff hopes even bigger. The Patriots and the Bills. The Bills still fighting to keep that spot. The Falcons and the Bears at 11 also. Raiders and Colts at 11. Eagles and Cardinals. Stinker game at 11. Saints and Bucks both fighting for the division. NFC South at 11 a.m. 49ers, Commanders, Stinker game. Stink, stink, stink. Panthers and Jaguars, 11 a.m., stinker game also. The big game at 11 a.m., Dolphins and Ravens, huge game for both teams. I'm expecting the Ravens come out on top. Titans and Texans at 11 a.m. Steelers and Seahawks start off the afternoon games at 2.05. Big game for both teams. Bengals and Chiefs at 2.25 as the Chiefs trying to bounce back. Same with the Bengals. Chargers and Broncos at 2.25. Big game for both teams. Kidding. They both suck. And then the night game at 620 is Packers and Vikings. There is no Monday games as Saturday is when all the next games are playing for Week 18. So the NFL, kind of their most important final week here. Absolutely demolishes. No, I'm kidding. Canada demolishes Latvia. 10 nothing. You thought, you thought, I thought I, you thought I had you. My boy, Selbrini, with five points on the night. Slovakia beats Switzerland, 3-0. Germany upsets Finland, 4-3, a big win there. They were bumping in the dressing room after multiple videos. And Czechia smokes Norway, 8-1. That is your score update, Manning score update for the day. We will be back with the score update tomorrow. Let's get on to some Oilers stuff here, so... The controversy is about Connor Brown. We talked, we we went over this yesterday, and the issue is Holloway is coming back into the lineup. So Hamblin's going to have to come down, which is really disappointing. He's had a big impact, scored a couple goals. This bottom, this this actually the fourth line has been really good. It's been better than the second line, to be honest. And They've been very, very good. And to pull someone out of the lineup who has made an impact only with his six minutes, four minutes a night is tough to do. You know, I think Holloway, it definitely is a better player. He's got much more potential. But Connor Brown 
If he stays out of this lineup, I'd, I'd rather have Hamblin, and he just makes more of an impact. You look at the ice, the only thing that Connor Brown does is kill penalties from what it looks like right now. you got to find ways to move guys in the lineup, and Brown, you got to give him more shots, but he's got to do something about this. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they approach the deadline and go for more right, right-handed, you know, shooting, get some more depth scoring. That's what the Oilers have always looked for, right? But it's nice to know that in Bakersfield we have guys, Lavoie, Hamblin, even Drake Kajula that could come up and play for us. Which it's nice reassurance. It's just it's good to know we have guys that have been there and done that. So in terms of the Oilers, obviously got a big road trip here. I'm hoping that we can get. Four points out of this road trip. Go two and one. It would be nice to... We got we to gotta beat the Ducks and the Sharks. The Kings, I would be happy with one point. I wouldn't be disappointed in a loss. You know, they are a very, very good team right now. Obviously doing well in terms in the standings. And they're, they're just a solid team. The Oilers have been up and down. Obviously beating them twice, Right? Um, beat them twice the last two years in the first round of the playoffs, they're going to have you know, something to fight for. They have 42 points. They're 19-7-4. They're 6-4 and four in the last 10. The Oilers are 7-3 and three in their last 10. And so are the Canucks. The Canucks are 7-3 and three in their last 10. The Canucks have been really good, obviously. 49 points first in the Western Conference and the Pacific Division. And then... Kind of the cooler Golden Knights are 5-5 five and five in the last 10 on a three-game losing streak. They are second in the West with 47 points. The Oilers have 31 points. They are still behind the Flames and the Kraken by two points. Oilers have more wins than both teams. They just don't have as many overtime losses. Somehow the Kraken have nine overtime losses, which is crazy. That is wild, a wild stat. So... In terms of this Oilers stuff, Gagne is still out. He's not in the lineup. I'd expect to see him back. Hopefully by the Ducks game, maybe the Kings game, he'll be back. And Holloway is likely going to be back after the break. So it'll be interesting to see how these guys hop into the lineup and play again off their injuries. And we will get into that in the later coming days. That is our show for today. I hope we hit everything that we covered. Tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow. Team Canada doesn't play, but I'm hoping you guys are all enjoying your holidays. Have a have a good holiday here. Have a good night and day. We'll be back tomorrow, and kind of bring more of a show. I'll be interested to see if anything happens. Any more storylines? We'll be back tomorrow. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Manning Show. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore Manning Show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at UNManning97. Thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow. Have a good day.